the La Crosse Public Library Archives presents Dark Lacrosse Stories, a series in collaboration with the La Crosse Tribune. Dark Lacrosse is a suite of programs that feature the seedier side of lacrosse history and also include a downtown walking tour, a trolley tour, and an annual stage production with new content each year. In the autumn of 1906, a man named A.J. Hine opened a saloon in the northern part of what is now the Bodega Brew Pub. It wasn't the first saloon or pool hall in this building. There had been a long line of different saloons here in the decade leading up to Hines giving it a try. He ran the saloon downstairs, and he and his wife lived in the upstairs apartment. It wasn't long before his promising business venture took a turn toward the dark and spooky. A.J. Hine claimed to have been haunted by the ghost of Paul Malin, the former saloon keeper who had run his business at that same spot about five years earlier. The paranormal activity was reported throughout the entire building, but was most prominent in the master bedroom of the apartment, the very room where Paul Malin had become terminally ill and died. I can't take this much longer. Everything was perfect. I have a profitable business in a great location in a town that certainly appreciates an intoxicating libation from time to time. This place should be a gold mine. I own a beautiful saloon in a town with a lot of German immigrants. That brings in profits. I have a saloon in a town with many Irish immigrants. That guarantees profits. I have a saloon in a town with many Norwegian immigrants, and that... Uh, well, at least I got the Germans and the Irish. Don't you see? I stand to make a fortune, but... Shh! Do you hear that? Maybe that was my imagination, but I'm telling you, Paul Mayland is haunting this place. I can't sleep at night because of the... There! You have to hear that. You hear that, don't you? Tell me you hear that so I know I'm not going off my rocker. Paul, you get out of here now. This is my business. You've had your chance. Get the hell out of here and leave me alone. I can't take this much longer. Footsteps all night. Sometimes he starts clinking glasses downstairs. How can I be expected to run a business when I can't get a wink of sleep at night? I swear it's going to drive me mad. You hear that? He's at the glasses again. Get out of here, Paul. Leave the glasses alone. Leave my saloon alone. It's my place. Leave me alone. The newspaper reported that Hine was said to have, quote, trembled violently at the thought of entering the bedchamber and the domicile of the ghost. Hine quit his saloon and left town within a few months. Over the years since, employees of the bodega have provided tales of possible ghostly activity. Several times, usually around Halloween, the La Crosse Tribune has shared their anecdotes about, quote, an apparition of a man walking through the bar after closing time. Another employee piled bricks against a basement door and later returned to find his work undone. Sometimes, quote, employees and customers report the sound of footsteps in the basement. Perhaps Paul Malin has yet to give up his business interest in the bodega. And now I would like to welcome in Michael Scott, a local freelance writer, actor, and storyteller who has worked on the Dark Lacrosse Project from the beginning 
writing and acting in the various iterations. He's also the host of the Ghosts of Historic Lacrosse Walking Tours. This talkback is most definitely different than many others you have heard in previous episodes of this series. The talkbacks for the other Dark Lacrosse Stories episodes have been presented mostly by the professional staff at the Lacrosse Public Library Archives. These trained professionals have shared their research acumen so that you can be assured you are hearing a story that is scrutinized for inconsistencies in the written record so that you, the listener, can be assured you are hearing a story that is, for the most part, or as close as we can come to, the truth. For a research professional, it is ethically imperative that they seek the truth. I, however, am not an archivist, nor am I a historian. I am a storyteller. For this reason, I begin every single ghost walking tour with an important disclaimer. And that is, I am not a historian that tells stories, but a storyteller that dabbles in history. As a storyteller, I am not all that concerned with the truth. That is why I love ghost stories. Ghost stories are based on a personal encounter with a paranormal occurrence or based on hearsay from the retelling of the event. It's nearly impossible to re render any hard scrabble truth from such accounts, and luckily for the storyteller, he or she doesn't have to. The ghost stories shared in the Ghosts of Historic Lacrosse Walking Tour have come from old newspaper accounts and from personal interviews I conducted in the spring of 2017. I interviewed a lot of people. Owners of businesses, waitstaff, bartenders, managers, uh, people who clean buildings late at night. I've heard many ghostly stories, but I can honestly say of all the people I have talked to, not once did I get a sense that they were pulling my leg or telling me a story just for the sake of telling me a story. Everyone I interviewed, I believed. I could see the sense of fear and wonderment in their eyes during the retelling so vividly that I felt like I was standing right next to them when they had had that paranormal experience. Interestingly, all the stories I collected for the tour are consistent with other paranormal activity around the globe. There are five common types of ghosts or spirits. One is orbs. Two is funnel ghost, three, the ectoplasm or ectomist, four, the poltergeist, and five, the interactive personality. The first two, orbs and funnel ghosts, are not included in the walking tour because they have never been shared in a local story. Orbs are a translucent ball of light that hovers over the ground and a funnel ghost is similar in that it appears as a swirling spiral of light associated with a cold spot. Though I've never experienced this firsthand on the tour, I've had people who have taken the tour and after snapping photos with a phone or camera, later discovered mysterious orbs in their photographs. I have seen photos of orbs on the bridge that span the Lacrosse River near Riverside Park, and outside the Freight House restaurant. The interactive personality is a visible person that can sometimes speak, even touch you, 
and often omit odors like cigar smoke or perfume. We've had examples of that. Some have seen a young girl dressed in white at the Freight House restaurant, and others have seen a woman in a black Victorian dress in the former toy store on 2nd Street across from the Radisson Hotel. The only example of an ectoplasm in La Crosse comes out of Digger's Sting restaurant. The mist, which many believe to be the spirit of former owner Victor Shaft, has been reported by the staff to come out of the basement, float through the kitchen before entering the dining area, and finally passing through a doorway, which was once Victor's office. The most common type of ghost in La Crosse is the poltergeist. The bodega ghost is a poltergeist, along with the ghosts at Dell's, the Starlight Lounge, the casino, and the Pearl Ice Cream Shop. A poltergeist is a noisy ghost that likes to move things, knock loudly, turn lights on and off, and slam doors. The poltergeist has been known to turn mean and try and hurt or scratch people, but I haven't come across anything like that in my interviews. What ghost stories lack in evidence, they certainly make up for in fascination. In all my years as a storyteller, I haven't found anyone wasn't intrigued by a good ghost story. And that is why I will be out every Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night at 8 p.m. in front of the Explorer Lacrosse office in Riverside Park, starting June 4th and running through Halloween night. I hope you can join me. Thanks for listening.